Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fitness Scanner Podcast. I'm joined by one person and one canine tonight. So the person is my wonderful wife, Melissa. Hi! <laughs> and our dog, Dex. He's over there uh, having some dinner right now. So uh, we're on our couch, we're just hanging out, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we did a podcast? Because Melissa has been training with me since, I mean, we've known each other for eight years, so at least seven years, right? Yeah. We're working together for seven years. We're working together. It's probably been more work on your part than my part. (laughs) But, uh, so she's been uh, an avid exerciser for a very long time, and we're going to kind of go through her progression with what she used to do before she met me uh, and what she does now in relation to... um, her eating habits and and how that keeps her on track too so uh, I think the biggest change that we'll probably talk about is well I don't know your training changed an awful lot from when we first met to now yeah and I think your nutrition definitely did because you were kind of exercising so you could eat a certain way (laughs) right (laughs) that's not even a certain way. It's just like to exercise to eat, which is yeah. okay. like a lot of people yeah, do that. Sure. But I think, I think once you start to understand how one affects the other, mm-hmm. it starts to change and adapt. You start to change and adapt. Yeah. And then you see improvements in one area. Uh, so your eating affects how you train. You see improvements in that and it makes you want to eat even better because you know there's going to be a full circle. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think how your mindset changed going from doing two hours of cardio so you can have some apple pie to... <laughs> <laughs> cutting that out of your diet completely you yeah. know so it's yeah well talk a little bit about about what your exercise regimen used to be what was your mind frame what did you do consistently yep so um growing up I wasn't really an athlete so there wasn't a ton of working out um hit a point probably like right before high school um, I remember being out of town at my aunt's house and she had a treadmill. And so we're on vacation and I would go to that treadmill for like an hour plus a day. And so my mom was like, Oh, we probably need to get this girl a treadmill. So we got home and I got a treadmill. Um, and I would just run miles a day on this treadmill in my bedroom. <laughs> and it was really because I was going to high school, right? I wanted to look good. Um, and so that was my focus was hundred percent cardio. Um, I worked at a place throughout high school that had a fitness center, and so I'd go there and do cardio. I can holla Ben James. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can probably like remember a few times the trainers there maybe like you know took me through a strength training workout, but that really wasn't my focus. Like I felt like I worked out when I went and I was panting and I couldn't breathe and my chest hurt because I was running or I was on the elliptical. Um, for a long time. So it kind of, you know, faded in and out, got to a point where then I um, started working out um, at my job where we met. Um, first, we were in another building and we had like this basement fitness center. It was a dungeon. Um, it absolutely was. 100% was a dungeon. Um, but I went down there every night and I did cardio, um, no strength training involved. And then when the new fitness center opened where we met, um, that's really where I started focusing on strength training because you guys there um, would create programs for me. So I could come in and you guys create a program for me and I started doing strength training. But I think even then it took me a little while to get there because I still remember like um, coming in at night and 
doing cardio from 4.30 to 7.30. Yeah. And probably there long enough because you were there and I wanted to hang out with you. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I, I worked late one day, so I'd come in early and I'd do cardio for two hours. I mean, it was just... Cardio, cardio, that's cardio. That's all it was. Right. Yeah, so when you were doing that, though, what, what, was your, what were your eating habits like? Were you doing, because when people think of cardio, they automatically assume you're thinking of, of heart health. You get to a certain threshold. <laughs> you get to a certain threshold though with cardio, and it it actually can counteract the benefits of a cardio respiratory effects. Yeah. You don't need that much cardio to have a good cardiovascular system. So you're doing you're like ultra marathoning it on these Cybex machines and ellipticals and everything else because why? Um so, I mean, obviously, I wanted to look good, but I'm a foodie, like, love food, and so I felt like if I put in the work at the gym, I could enjoy the food that I liked, so, right. you know, you go drink, and then you go to IHOP at 2 a.m. <laughs> and eat a stack of pancakes. Um, That's another shout you... out to Cindy. <laughs> you get you know, an apple pie and some vanilla ice cream, and I mean, it just... Yes, like I remember when I lived by myself, like I'd work out all night and stop at the grocery store on the way home, get whatever I wanted because yeah. I could. Well, because you thought you thought I did, I did this, I did this workout, so now I can eat this, mm-hmm. right? That so, I mean, exactly was my thought process <coughs> was I'm working out so I can eat. Right. So the, so then you were introduced to strength training, and and some more stuff too. You did some plyometrics and. Uh, things like that, you know, hit a couple boxes with your shins and and whatever. I was really else. good at that. Though. You were really good at that until you missed. Yep. But so you started doing that, and that became more of the focus. A mm-hmm. uh, full body <clears throat> circuit, push pull, keeping everything even, um, two to three sets, and when uh, and it, I guess you're doing that for a couple of years. And then what happened with your diet? Um, so I think just taking the time to learn and understand more. Um, and I think you drove a lot of that just with your knowledge and the things that we talked about. Um, and we could kind of do those things together. So it yeah. wasn't like me doing things on my own, but we did that as a partnership. And I think that was a lot. And you you're know, like my test dummy. <laughs> I think that helped a lot. Um, but honestly, like, I, I feel like... I, I did like the paleo lifestyle on and off for several years and which to clarify is just like clean eating. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people so, have this stigma of paleo like, Oh my gosh, you don't eat anything except for what you hunt and gather and fish. And it's just, yeah. it's making, and you get like those really annoying comments a lot. So I yeah. tried to say Super I eat annoying. clean when yeah. people are asking questions um, because it's just easier that way. But yeah, I mean, you stay away from like five specific main food groups. So no dairy, no legumes, no grains, um, no processed foods mm-hmm. and no sugars. Right. And so a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I can't have anything. But so uh, anyway, so we would, we would follow that, you know, for several months and then, something some event would happen or something and and I'd eat something else and then I'd be back to my other lifestyle um and I think it was it honestly like what has now kept me doing this now for um just about a year is my autoimmune disease and doing the research to understand how important diet truly is Mm -hmm. um I think before it that never crossed my mind I mean I grew up in a house with 
five kids, you know, we ate whatever we ate, you know, hamburger yeah. helper, whatever. It wasn't the thought around you eat to fuel your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with the knowledge that I have, it's crazy to me to think that I went 20 plus years eating right. that way. Yeah. Um, so I've been on, I was been on medication, um, for several years for, um, Crohn's disease. And after learning that I could cure myself with diet, and when, when I say that, I mean, that's not physician speak, right? Because right. we don't have functional medicine practitioners near us, so no one in the medical field technically that I have seen has ever um, supported me in yeah. that. They they think medication is the way to go. Of course. Um, but I wasn't willing to accept that answer without at least trying first, so so much research out there and so many people in the community. I think without that, it would be hard. Yeah. But I listen to podcasts. I read blogs. I mean, there's so many people out there that not, not only my autoimmune disease, but so many autoimmune diseases. Um, so my, my drive is I do it to be healthy because I know how important what you put in your body is and the whole mindset around, we should focus on being healthy and yeah. food is our medicine to keep us healthy, not eat shit. So you have to take medicine. Yeah, um, definitely. So that's definitely been what, sh- what drove me to stay. Um, so I, I told myself if I can do this strictly for six months, then I'm going to start tapering off my medication and see what happens. Yeah, but you've been killing it for way longer than six months. <clears throat> yeah, so um, it, was a, it was around um, maybe the six-month period six, eight month period, um, when I started tapering off my medication, um, from eight pills a day to now I'm 100% medication free, Yeah, um, which is amazing to me. I mean, just the thought that it is all about what I'm putting in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I don't know. It's just so hard to think about, you know, I, you know, I don't know, eating it's an Oreo. It's almost a completely like, different. Yeah, why it's would com- you ever do that? I don't know. Because I it's... know what that does to my body Well, now. that's why. You know what it does to your body, but people don't, everybody doesn't think like that. So you circle, <clears throat> let's go back um, for a little while. So before you started eating like this, it would be, you could, you could eat, like you and I would go out and we'd have some pizza or... <laughs> You know, we we would just like, enjoy ourselves. Yeah, it. You know, you're not. I wasn't worried about anything. Yeah, but there would be times where you'd be laid up on the couch for hours. You couldn't stand up, and your stomach was cramping. And we, you know, it was kind of like, what the heck is going on? We knew something was an issue. We didn't know what because we could eat that same meal, and then three months later, have the exact same meal, and you'd have zero effect. Like nothing would mm-hmm. happen to you. And it would be like, oh, well, that can't be it. Maybe it's like stress related or I have an ulcer or we didn't really know. Yeah. And then um, finally something yeah. clicked. It, and it's hard too because like I've kept food journals and I can eat something one day and, you know, I would be really messed up. But I could have it again two days later and I'd be fine. Yeah. So it's really hard to ever contribute it to any specific food. I mean, right. like to this day still, I don't know. Um, stress, absolutely, though. Whether good stress, bad stress, or stress in general um, yeah. can definitely cause a flare-up. But since I have been eating paleo or eating clean, <laughs> I have not... I have not had issues. And that, and that isn't even to say that I don't have like paleo treats right like yeah quote um the you know 
um, coconut flour pancakes every once in a while on the weekend or, you know, over the holidays, um, I wanted to enjoy as my whole, you know, whole family is eating Christmas cookies. I wanted to be able to enjoy myself a little bit too. So I made, um, clean cookies with almond flour. And they were probably a bigger hit than the other cookies. (laughs) Just so, I mean, so it's not to say that I I don't treat myself because for my own sanity, I mean, I went from being a food lover to, I, I still get to treat myself that way, but just the food that we eat still is amazing. Like the food that you prep every week, like I'm never not excited to eat. There's always, I think a lot of people when when they think of eating clean, the first thing they say is, well, what do you eat? Like what what is what is there to eat? Because everybody thinks of you know chicken and and spinach and uh, you have chicken broccoli. and broccoli. That's, That's all you it. Have. That's all you yeah. can eat. There's so there. First 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 of all, when I first started cooking most of the meals, I don't know how long ago, you know, months and months ago. I was it was intimidating because I had never really stepped into a kitchen and prepared meals. You know, I thought I did. When I was younger, I thought I could I could make. Of course, when you're younger, you can. You know, ten years ago, I was twenty four. I could be a little more liberal with the stuff I put in my body. But now you have to like you have to know your way around the kitchen. How to use spices, and you know the the, the different kinds of uh, meats that go with different vegetables. Like things play off each other. Luckily, I don't have to make all this up. I'm reading cookbooks, obviously. But well, I think that goes back to. Um just how big the community is yeah yeah, yeah. because there's so many blogs out there yeah. like that have rest amazing recipes and right. so every week you have something completely different um and then like for christmas i asked for a bunch of cookbooks i mean yeah. and that that's what i got and that's like, what i cooked out of this weekend yeah and it's been every time you go in there and oh sure yeah you know, it's funny to me because I, I think like i i get on the whole vegan thing because people will say like, oh, you know, there's vegan chicken or vegan turkey. I'm like, well, it's then it's not. You can't call it turkey if it's vegan something. You can't do that. When people say this is paleo lasagna or paleo whatever it is, people are like, well, it's not real lasagna because it's not. Yeah, I get that, but this is what we call. It. So now I've kind of backed off the whole like uh, making fun of the the vegan stuff. But the uh, the the difference is you're just eating different foods that taste amazing and are also good for you and you don't feel bad afterwards literally don't feel bad yeah and we just had an amazing beef vegetable soup it was fantastic <laughs> you don't think like oh i think oh it's just beef vegetable soup i can just go get some campbell's but it's not <laughs> like that at all i mean chopping and prepping and all of the spices and <clears throat> and how good like the, the bone broth is for you and yeah it makes a huge difference and it helps you like it, it really does. To your point, keeps your sanity because you know you're like you get to eat all of this awesome food, <laughs> and you don't have to worry about counting calories. You don't have to worry yeah. about keeping a journal. And it, I mean, it isn't start there. Like it's not super right. easy because in the beginning it was hard, and we probably did just have chicken and vegetables for a long time. Oh, for a long time because that was what was easy. Yeah. and what you knew how to do. Well, especially um, during the week because yeah. we weren't like actually planning it out. Yeah, I mean, food prep is key. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't even imagine if we didn't food If prep. you didn't have, oh, well, we, we would just pick up Chipotle or something like that and think we're doing okay. <laughs> Which we did a thousand times. And then there's nothing wrong with Chipotle, but when you're, stop text. But when you're, when you're sitting there and you have like this giant bowl of awesomeness in front of you from Chipotle and you're like, I'm only going to eat half of this. And then you eat the whole freaking thing 
It's like it's it's a different <laughs> it's a different mindset, you know. And you don't you eat less when you cook in your own home. You have leftovers, and then it. I mean, I, I can't really. And I mean, I think what I like about clean eating so much is that I don't pay attention to calories, yeah. to fat. Like, I mean, like I don't. I eat until I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah, and, you, and you're it's, done. I mean, there's no counting. There's no worry. There's no concern. And you know, I'm not trying to lose weight. You know right. what I mean? Like it just naturally happens because you're not putting processed stuff into your body. And right. this is like absolutely in no way. Anybody who doesn't eat like this, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like do whatever you want. I think a lot of times people start asking me about what I'm eating, especially for, um, you know, like work events yeah. where they order in lunch and, you know, you're the one trying to pick the meat out of the middle of the sandwich <laughs> or, you know, just bypassing it, eating your oh, epic bar. What a weirdo. It... <laughs> I mean, I'm getting used to it, obviously, but, I mean, it is kind of uncomfortable. And then yeah. when people ask you about it, you try really hard to, like, explain it, but in a way that isn't, like, I'm trying to tell you all about what I'm doing and why. Because, you know, you don't want to be that person who, oh, well, like, she probably preaching. thinks bad about us because yeah. we're eating this. Like, I don't care. That doesn't, But that doesn't mean that I can't eat the way I need to eat for my own health. Yeah. So I think it it's just like a weird line almost where people ask, so you want to explain, but then you also feel like, well, I can't over-explain because then they're going to think I'm, I am I'm like preaching, preaching it, yeah. you know, which I'm not, or I think bad of them with what they eat. Like that, that isn't it at all. Like I do what I do for myself. Like yeah, no one else is exactly. going to take care of me. No one else is going to monitor what goes into my body. Exactly. I mean, you cook on my food, but <laughs> I, I have to take care of myself and I do it for me. Exactly so, right. I mean, I'm willing to tell people if they want to learn about it, but there's not like, yeah. there's no judgment. None. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you, you said it all. So um, let's circle back to the training side of things. Because now you've kind of explained to everybody what your nutrition, how that's transferred. What does, how does that uh, affect how you work out now? Or, or, or even simpler, what does your training look like now versus pre-clean eating and pre, uh, like that cardio area? Um, <clears throat> so when I think about um, like the hours of cardio, I absolutely never felt like I was going to die like I did tonight in our workout. <laughs> I mean, like, when <laughs> it is so heavy, and I, you know, I rep after rep, and I feel like, literally, you better take this from me, or I'm going to throw it on the ground. <laughs> or I'm not going to throw it, I'm going to drop it, because it's so damn heavy, I can't take it. <laughs> um, there's just, a, like, I feel, I feel like I fueled my body for that. Like, if I... I'm, I'm not going to eat crap before I work out because that's going to be miserable. Or after you work out. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah, it, th there you go. That's it. Like, I used to work out so I could eat crap. Exactly. And now, I, you don't want to. Like, after you obviously don't eat like that for so long, you don't even crave it anymore. Yeah. But, Your taste buds totally change. Yeah. I think. But, I mean, I I think that it definitely helps um, to, I mean, getting on a treadmill and running or an elliptical to, yeah. I mean, like, I don't do any cardio now. No. I mean, like, randomly, I might feel like, oh, you know what? It sounds like kind of fun to get on the elliptical because I haven't done it in five months. Yeah, but you're you know, not go burning. read a book. But... <clears throat> yeah, you're not doing two-hour sessions. Yeah, like, ne my cardio is my strength training. Yeah, because you're, yeah, exactly. You're, when you were down there, we did what? <clears throat> Squat, deadlift, manual abduction, calf raise, flat chest press, uh, row, bent over row. Incline chest press, 
pullover, and then you did shoulder press, bicep, tricep. Shrug. And a shrug, right. Calf raises. Yep, calf raises. And you, so you did that with as a little, with almost no break in between. Like you caught your breath a little bit, you gathered yourself, and you went right back to it. You, you know, switched hands or from, from the exercise to exercise. And your heart rate <clears throat> was elevated the entire time. And that is cardiovascular activity. And you're still burning calories from that now. So the, few, the food that you put back into your system is being used to process what you just did to it. <laughs> Yeah. So you'll still continue to burn calories and to, to burn, um, you, you burn more during that workout than you did during your cardio Absolutely. workout. Yeah. And, and when you think about too, like, so my muscles have to repair themselves now. Yeah. They got to recuperate. What kind of food do I want to put in my Not body IHOP. to help that happen? <laughs> more like I sleep. I mean, I haven't had that many drinks yet, so maybe ask me later. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> it's only about a half glass of wine. <laughs> um, no, that's, I mean... Yeah, I think you start taking care of one part of your lifestyle and the other other things start to fall in line. It doesn't happen right away, though. Yeah. You know, it's a total mind shift and you dove straight in. You dove straight in. And you did it during a time where you're in school and you're working over 50 hours a week. You know, you're coming home and taking care of housework like a normal person would. And you're taking care of a little white dog and, you know... And me, and it's just like a people can people can do it, and it's not easy. But once you make the commitment, and you set you set tools in place like the prepping, and you know, it, I mean, I, obviously we don't have the normal family. You know, like I shoot decks out of the kitchen. I don't have three kids running around. <laughs> but I would imagine there would be something that you can you you make that part of a lifestyle or activity with your children i don't know i mean who knows but you have to figure out what works for you yeah exactly that's a good point i mean it's super easy to for me to be able to say like i don't feel like doing this like i did just work all day and i'm tired and my mind is dead like i i don't want to do it but then i have to remind myself like seriously i live with a personal trainer (laughs) and you can do it in your basement like you don't have excuses so but that doesn't mean that one night i'm not gonna be like no eric i'm not doing it like i'm gonna have wine and i'm gonna lay on my ass on the couch (laughs) that's what i want to do but you're i mean you just have to get there for yourself yeah there's nobody that's gonna tell you what to do or how to do it or what's gonna make it work for you like you just have to you have to have your own motivation. That's and the I point. have my own motivation for food, um, pretty personal and from like an exercise perspective. Like, I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I find a way to make it happen, but you know it's not perfect. But no, it's not. You're right. You're right. You have to find your own time and make it work for you. That's a good point. Yeah, I tend to take like a hard stance on that kind of stuff, but you put it in perspective when you say that kind of stuff. You have to make it work for you because then obviously not everybody's schedules. So relaxed as ours is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're right. My 12, 13, 14 hour days and I have school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I think that's what's impressive about it. But anyway, um, so fast forward to now and you were off medicine for how long? <clears throat> um, I guess maybe a little over two months. Two months. I mean that, and that was describe that. Describe that process of the medicine, because it's not like you're just popping one pill and you're good, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so I had to take um, four pills every morning and four pills every night. Horse pills. 
like gigantic pills. And it, I mean, like now when I sit back and think <laughs> about it, it just seems so insane to me that for that many years, yeah. I was just okay with doing that. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that's what's happening. And again, like, I feel like everything I say could offend someone. Like, that doesn't mean in any way anybody that takes medicine or has to take medicine is bad. Like, who knows? In three months, I might be back on medicine. I just mean yeah. for, like, my own perspective, the fact that for so many years... I ate like crap, and I was okay with taking medicine because I thought that's what I had to do right. to be healthy. Right. Um, it's just crazy for me now to think about that. So I'm extremely thankful that you and I, like, I think have each other to help motivate and do the research and figure out what to do. Um, well, it's not easy, though, when you go to the doctor and you're being told by, that I'm not bashing medicine because medicine is fantastic i would hate to live like 100 years ago when we didn't have all of this <clears throat> it's amazing and like you said it helps people 100 percent, 100 percent, no doubt about it but to say that there's no other option or to not even like encourage you i think that's what's so hard is you have someone coming in willing and ready <clears throat> and saying i want to do this like what are your recommendations like for not having even any encouragement like, we know someone else that was diagnosed recently oh, yeah. with an yeah. autoimmune disease. And when we have start having that conversation, the doctor never even once said a word about diet. No. When that could, like, we know exactly, like, all those grains you're putting in your body, you are causing yeah. that inflammation. And that's what's causing you to be in so much pain. Like, doctor never even thinks about saying that. And that no. doesn't mean every doctor's like that by any means. No, whatever. I'm mean, kind of like, go, I don't mean to go off track <clears throat> so much. But, no, it's a gen generality, though. I mean... um. I, I do, like, there's all these, you know, um, blogs out there about functional medicine doctors and where they're located. Um, <clears throat> and I look at it every once in a while, like, is there See one if close one pops to up? me now? Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, back to what we are talking about. So, four pills in the morning, four pills at night. Um, so, once I felt very confident in my ability to continue to eat clean, um, I decided I was going to start tapering off because I didn't want to get to a point where I started falling off the wagon and then I had kind of tapered off medicine and then I was putting myself in trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, so I felt very confident and you know, when I think about, I, it, it was probably more like nine, nine months maybe before I decided it was okay to go off medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that sounds, I mean, about, sounds about right. It, I mean, several months because I really wanted to make sure I was committed because it isn't easy. Well, well, and you talked to the doctor, and they were kind of like, "Don't you don't do it. You'll always have to take these." Yeah, so you kind of have to just just decide. You yeah, know, what are you going to try? Risk reward, the benefits. Um. So, anyway, I just started tapering it down. Um, three and four, and then three and three, and then three and two, and two, you know what I mean. Like until yep. eventually, I was taking one a day. Yep. Um, and then I stopped taking it yeah i remember you're like uh hey guess what <laughs> it's, it's i haven't i haven't taken medicine in a week and i'm like what like yeah it was, it it was incredible i mean and not just like the the idea of taking medicine because you know i just don't want to have to do that yeah um but like the cost oh my god like, like if you just talk that's, that's a whole nother thing healthcare industry and you know cost of well things, you could speak on that more than i could for sure it's just so crazy to think about how much money i was spending on that and now i'm just eating clean and feeling good and balling out of control <laughs> <laughs> but that's no that's true it's the whole thought you kind of ran the whole gamut with your fitness and nutrition all together like everything's kind of come full circle to make sense for you that's and it's all working too but look how long it's taken to get to that route 
you know? Yeah. A lot of ups and downs and trials and errors. I haven't necessarily, like, sat and really reflected on it. I mean, until we start talking about it like this. And it is. It's it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And it's even cooler to think that you you took control of it and did it. Like, you made your own decision. Like, I'm going to make this happen. You know? And you barreled through. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> so what's... Uh, I mean, obviously, you're not... You're not going backwards in your nutrition or your fitness. So what uh, what do you see like – what are you hopeful for in terms of – I, I can't speak like I've never had any kind of, you know, uh, any kind of problems eating, I guess, real – well, I don't know. Maybe I have. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely indulged. I've never, like, dealt with an autoimmune disease. Where do you see – like with all of the research and all of the blogs and all of the podcasts that you've listened to, all the books that you've read and articles, where do you hope to see this trend go? Oh my gosh. Um, so I do think about this every once in a while because, I mean, my hope is that there, I mean, I had to um, do a research project for school mm-hmm. and it was a proposal for research. And my proposal for the research was do more research on diet and how it impacts autoimmune disease. Because I think today there isn't enough medical research out there to prompt doctors to give this type of guidance. Mm, yeah. So I'm hoping that with how many people are involved in this now, there's going to be enough research that in the future, when you go to the doctor and you're diagnosed with autoimmune disease, the first thing they talk to you about is diet. Yeah. Yes, medication is an option. I don't know, maybe even surgery needs to happen. Whatever, you know, everyone's at different spots, but mm-hmm. talk about diet. Like, help people understand how big of a difference that can have on them. Um, but then also, how we talked about, like, how it's kind of awkward sometimes with food and you know you try you just order food and you know hopefully it, it isn't a big deal but you know like catered lunches things like that that's when people really kind of start to notice or you know what what I really think about is when you know if in 10 years you know we have a kid then when <sighs> they go <laughs> yeah 10 years don't we um oh. you know if they have a birthday party yeah. I don't it isn't going to be weird for me to say, like, you know, he, she doesn't eat cake. Like, they're not going to have a cake that has gluten in it. Like, I want it to be just so normal that it's not weird for you to say, no, my kid doesn't eat that, or no, he's not going to have that pizza. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, yeah. It's not going to be like people aren't going to look at you like, oh my gosh, just let your kid have cake. Like, it's different because... Not only do I believe that there's some, her, you know, it could be hereditary, so you never know about autoimmune. Right. You also know the environmental factors that could drive autoimmune disease. Right. It's just not worth it. Like, I think about, like, as a teenage girl, like, the struggles and stuff you have sure. with food. Like, why not set a child up for success to where they just want to eat this way because that's all they know? Yeah. So, um... Well, and... Go go ahead, go ahead. Well, just like from, you you said, like, what do I see for the future? So Mm -hmm. my hope is that it is normal for a kid to go to school and not have to worry about, oh, I'm not allowed to eat that. And everyone's like, why you're weird. Like so many people are focused on health as medicine. Yeah. That it isn't like that anymore. Yeah. Good point. All I can think about is how we, how I just had actually this conversation with uh, Bill Pache the other day. 
our podcast, our pre-podcast conversation. And he was talking. He said to me, "You know, I haven't had pizza in four years. Isn't that weird?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, that's not weird. It should be the opposite that we're eating pizza. That's weird. Like we're eating something that everybody knows is super high calorie, is loaded with all sorts of garbage in terms of like the uh, the nutritional value, and that's not weird. That doesn't." To me, like I get what he was saying that yeah. it's like a social norm to go out and have pizza. I get it. I like pizza, but I don't understand. But I, yeah, I, I hope the same. I hope the same thing. I hope it's, I hope that it just becomes normal for people to be like, oh, okay, you. Yeah. And I think for some you're making. People... Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you before I lose this thought. You're making. Oh, okay. It's okay to, to eat like that because you're making the decision for you. Yeah. Like, oh, you're making you had that decision instead of being pressured and eating shit. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I mean, I, I, and some people, you know, and it's all about, you know, it's all in moderation. So that's fine. Like, you know, if you have a slice of pizza, it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. me, if I have a slice of pizza, right. I might really be in pain. So yeah. it's not worth it to me. <clears throat> right. But what if you could still keep that social norm of Friday night going out to pizza? But I know that I can order not only maybe a gluten-free pizza, but a pizza with almond or coconut flour crust. Yeah. I mean, like, if you got to the point where... And I'm sure there are places in the country where there are really great, like, clean-eating restaurants. Yeah, not in Cincinnati. Just, I mean, (laughs) if they're around here, I don't really know about them. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. There should be. Because, heck, I like pizza every once in a while. We do make, like, a coconut almond flour mix, like, crust. Yeah, and um, it's amazing. And then, you know, you, we do our homemade sauce and vegetables, and it's delicious. And I mean, clean meat. you don't even miss oh my God. the dairy at the all. The best pizza we had was this past weekend, I think. The best pizza that we've made. Yeah, a little oh, arugula was, on Oh, top. my gosh. It was, yeah, it was it dynamite. It was awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there's... Hopefully, there's we see a social change because now you go out and if you're the person ordering like the gluten free or the whatever clean eating, you're looked at like, oh my god, that person, like, oh god, <laughs> like people think you're doing it like to bother them. Like, are yeah. you kidding? I'm doing it for me. Yeah, I have a choice in coming to eat here at this this specific restaurant. Why shouldn't I have a choice to also? you know, what I put in my mouth. Like, why shouldn't I have that choice? Oh. I don't, I don't get it. It's weird. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Well, I, um, I, so I've been listening to, um, some podcasts recently and, and one of the things that has been really interesting to hear is that you're the only person that's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So you have to surround yourself with people that are okay with that. Yeah. And that has kind of like really hit home for me. And, you know, it, if you're, if you hang around with people who make you feel bad for ordering those things, like, what are they adding to your life? Like, mm-hmm. what value are they adding? So, yeah. it is. Like, it's it's a personal choice, and people that love you are going to respect you for it, and that's all that matters. Yes. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well said. That's awesome. Let's wrap it up and uh, see what Alicia Florek's up to. And, and then maybe finish this glass of wine and uh, call it a night. Sounds good. This is fun. This was fun. Thank you. I love you. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe.